Mom! 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 Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Motherhood Pod. Um, it's Diana, and um, today we're um, talking about um, mental health. Um, and the question of the week is, how do you pick yourself up when you're feeling down? And so I'll start. Um, I think I like to draw, like to draw, sketch. Um, yeah, sketch a picture. Um, I know it's bad, but I also like to isolate myself and do these things, you know, so I can have a clearer head. Hi, I'm Yvette. I'm a clinical psychologist. Um, and the thing that I like to do when I'm feeling down is to watch videos that make me laugh. And whether that's on YouTube, on um, Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, anything that would just make you laugh. Really mm. Hi, my name is Sheila and I'm a holistic dance practitioner. Um, what I do, I am quite creative. So I would probably dance. I would probably write down my thoughts. I'd probably um, have a conversation with myself in the mirror. Um, yeah, and just watch things like yourself just to make my, make myself laugh too. Yes, big man. Okay, hi. Um, <coughs> I'm Ceci. Um, I have mental health. Um, and um, I'm here to talk about how it affects me and and um hopefully just enlighten a few people about um the whole side of it and the stigma against it um i also play football and i'm a football coach as well and a mo and, and a motivator i believe so nice. yeah, so let's get it <laughs> what do you do to make yourself feel happy who me yeah what do i do when you're down when i'm down jeez um to be honest, I listen to music and um, I exercise, and mm -hmm. and just like Diana said, um, I, I isolate myself as well, just to focus, not because I don't want to talk to anyone. So that's how I do it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Haven. I'm a clinical psychologist. I guess when I'm feeling down, I probably go the other way. I like talking to people, and it's not necessarily their responses and them having the exact right thing to say back to me that helps. It's just someone saying it'll be all right and giving me a hug. Mm. And sometimes mm. those little things can help me to feel mm. a little bit better and just pick myself up. Mm. Nice. Um, Kathy here. Um, what I like to do is pick myself up. If I'm not drawing or doing tattoo designs or something in relation to fashion designing, like Diana, I, do, I like to isolate myself. So it's a bit, you know, I tend to just shut myself out until I feel like, yeah, okay, my meat is up, well, you know. I can like socialize and be cool again. Um, listening to music though, I'd say that is a major one. So yeah. Hi guys, it's me, your favorite one, Etienne. Um, <laughs> um, when I, um, I've, I don't know, if I feel down, I guess it depends on why I feel down. So if it's something that I can fix, I kind of look for a way to fix it. And if it's not something I can fix, I kind of refocus and I kind of talk to my friends about their problems. Then I kind of feel better 
not better about mine but i just feel like i'm concentrating on their problems so i don't have to think about it and i also do like listen to music like everybody else but i i listen to like i want to kill you kind of songs it makes me <laughs> like it makes me <laughs> not i want to kill you but like no but I, I, yeah it does because i feel like i visualize it happening and then i feel yeah then it's gone so i kind of act it out in my yeah I'm not crazy. It's a release. Yeah. Yes, it is a yeah. release. See, the clinical this psychologist said it's normal. <laughs> it's normal. Go on. So, hi, it's Maya. So, I like to cook. If I'm not cooking, then I'm eating. If I'm not eating, then I'm gymming. Hey. If I'm not gymming, then I'm pretending to gym. That's it then. Um, but thank you to all of you as well for coming because for yeah. some people it was short notice so thank you today it's about mental health feel, be relaxed feel free I want to start off by talking to Seti what's up if you're comfortable I'm always comfortable nah, that's, that's mm-hmm. what do you mean what do you mean please <coughs> share with us your experiences everything you've gone through yeah. everything I can't take Anything. everything ah you can. Something you have to keep to yourself. So no, no, no. Oh, you said you're a motivational speaker. Like of I, course. I want everyone also to have oh, don't worry. They'll be motivated by tonight. Hey. Plug hey. In. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. services as well. I want everyone to be able to plug in what you do. So to promote yourself and just talk about where you're about. But how do you get into motivational speaking? Maybe that will start everything off. <clears throat> okay. So um, basically, first of all, I'm a Christian. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I. I have to um, uphold the teachings of the Lord. I try to anyway, because I'm not perfect. I know this. Um, at the same time, the reason I motivate others now is through the pain that I've been through. And people need to acknowledge, not understand, you have to acknowledge other people's pain, you know, and, and how it affects people differently, because everyone lives different lives. And I've, <laughs> I've also come to understand that um, there's always somebody else worse off than us right like like you have to understand there's so there's someone else that's going through <coughs> i can't even describe it like 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 their pain is unbearable you know, do you know so i always see it as okay this person may not have no legs no arms whatever cool so if i'm still here then that means i can do what i have to do to help the next person that's the way i see it you get me at the same time i also have to understand that it wasn't an easy road to become the person i am now mm. you get me like, like life has been hard for man and um yeah so although i was diagnosed last year um my mental state started when i was 10 and um so my mom was a lawyer right and um she was teaching me administration work like at the age of 10 11 and even some of my family members don't even know this. And um, <laughs> so I I, oh, I had to like, like become a grown man um, from young in it because my dad left when I was young. And um, basically my mum felt ill, right? So she had a stroke firstly. And um, this was when she came back from Ghana in it. And I'm only telling you this so that you understand how it affected me mem- mentally mm-hmm. in it because i was young so i didn't mm-hmm. know everything that i'm telling you guys now mm-hmm. i had to learn throughout the years as i was growing up mm-hmm. so when i found out that that that, that she had her first stroke so i was like right okay what's happening and then uh, but these times i was still a kid so obviously i didn't know how to feel 
you know, obviously I, I didn't pay no mind to it. So I grew up in Camden, innit? And then we moved to Essex. And um, I have a little brother as well and an and older sister, innit? And um, to cut a long story short, my older sister wasn't with us at the time um, that my mum fell ill and that until she came back when we moved to Essex, innit? So when we moved to Essex, um, you have to bear in mind that's a new, whole new environment, mm -hmm. right? So I have to make new friends, right? I have to get to know the area, all of that. Okay, cool. And obviously, at the time, it was more white people there. So I was like, oh, okay. So, you all right, mate? How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Okay, cool. It's too late, mate. Call on Papa, all of that. And um, <laughs> I had to, um, I had to ad adapt to that environment because that was where I was living, mm. you know? So I did, m I finished my secondary school there. Unfortunately, my mum passed away at the... Um, 14 years ago, um, that was when I was in year nine, and um, she's not buried in London, by the way, she's buried back home, innit? And um, I had to, I had to um, obviously be strong within myself and for my family members, because obviously, although it took a big toll on me, it didn't just affect me, it, it, it affected like a lot of mm. my family members. Mm. Although I didn't know how it happened, like I didn't know what was really happening. Cut long story short, um, I didn't go to a funeral. It was my old, it was my older sister who went, and um, I moved to South London. I went to Lewisham College, and um, I did a football course there, and um, uh, I moved. Um, I went to see my dad for a little bit when I was uh, eighteen. This was ten years ago, and um, because my mum was buried back home in the village, I wanted to try and go back. The village in it, have it. That's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I speak Ewe, thank you. Yes, so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm from Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizard, wizard. Yo, All right, so, um, yeah, so basically, cut long story short again, I didn't get a chance to go back home to the village because um, the African mentality they thought, oh, this boy, he's, he's still small boy, he doesn't know anything. Mm. But they don't know how I had to overcome a lot of things, even from the age of 10 mm. till to 18 mm. before I had to try to see my mum's grave and I was denied that. So I couldn't get a chance to mourn. Mm. I wasn't mm. being able to get me. So all of my anger, all of my pain was still with me. Mm -hmm. And it's still here, but I just know how to condition it. You know, this is the problem that people don't understand now. But anyway, we'll go into that later. Um, so cut a long story short, I came back to London, nothing really changed. There's more unanswered questions. So I had to work. So I worked various jobs. Uh, London Olympics, I did uh, security, I worked in Chelsea, Stamford Bridge, I don't support Chelsea by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Best team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I, I did a few jobs in it, um, retail, hospitality, and then my mental state, um, what led me to, to go to the hospital, I don't want to go too deep into it, but it was because of previous, it was my last job and, 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 and certain family members you know i'll just put it like that you get me that that made me lose control and um so when, so when you try to explain yourself to these i'll call them white doctors all right um i'm not being offensive but that's the way i see it um, <laughs> um they don't get it you get me because i've also been spiritually attacked as well um that was when i was young but um if you're gonna tell them that obviously they're gonna be like oh Nah, he's delusional, he's paranoid. <laughs> Get me? Uh -huh. <laughs> but they don't know that a man's been psycho psychotic. Psychotic. 
psychotic for like like for years. You get me? Like like no one really knows how I am. Because if you know me now, yeah, I'm blessing it. Like like I'm humble in it. I'm happy. At the same time, it took a long, many many years for me to be the person I am now. Let me just say that again. It took many many years. It didn't just I, I, I didn't just come become positive yesterday mm. or or last week. Nah. I had to train and, and, and put my mm. mindset right. Mm. Get me? Mm. Like, like that's why I always say mind over matter. Get me? Because I have a strong mind after everything I've been through. I haven't been arrested, yeah, which is good. Get me? So I'm there's not, I'm doing something right. At, at the same time, there's so much criticism that I'm still facing, in mm. it? Not just from myself, but from other people as well because they don't understand. Mm. They misunderstand. And, um, yeah, also my dad passed away three years ago as well. Um, that was... Um, when I was working in the hotel, and um, that just made uh, it just made it worse, isn't it? To be honest, and um, this is why I'm so open now because people need to understand me mm. and who I am. Because people know who I am, but they've only heard of me. They haven't chilled around me to see how I am, mm. to see my behavior, to see oh, I, you know, he's 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 he's, he, he's all right, you know. If you don't like me, say you don't like me, fam. Do I care? Man, man's not bothered, innit? At the same time, you have to understand that I love everyone, innit? You get me? I care for people genuinely because of what I've experienced, innit? Mm. And my pain, I don't wish that on nobody, innit? You get me? So, and I understand there's people like me who understand. So, this is why I always say peace and love, innit? And, and positivity breeds success. You get me? So, and we're moving forward. Amen. Amen. That's, Amen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> if we have, like, a family member or a friend, like, how, like, who's going through... Like you say, like you like to isolate yourself. How do we reach out to them, or how do we see the signs of them getting to the, to that state? Mm. Just contact them, innit? Just, just, just contact them. Even because th- there's a lot of people that I, I talk to behind, uh, not behind the scenes, but when I'm around them, innit? And 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 I, I low key mo- motivate them just to let them know that look, like like it, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Yeah, there's always a way around it, innit? Because there's people that have like I know what some of my friends and family members situations I know and and through my own experience through my own experiences I try to I try to not advise them I'm always there for them mm-hmm. if they need someone to listen to I'm there mm-hmm. get me like like although I don't holler as much as I should I'm not gonna lie I should but it's my own pain as well that I feel hence why I'm focused on myself you get me like 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 m- m- my work and my business that I do it's all to help other people in the long run. Mm-hmm. You get me? So I know people are suffering, but I'm always there. Call me. And I know I do some madness with my number and that, but it has to <laughs> be done. It has to be done because it's, it's what I've experienced, isn't it? And, and people need to understand why I do these things. I don't just do it because, <coughs> no, there's a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. So my friends, I'll, I'll check up on them. Hello, how are you? If I go to my friend's house, boy or girl, if they don't have nothing in their fridge, I'll, I'll buy them bread, water, milk, mm. you know, just the genuine side of things, innit? Get me? Like, people don't see what I do. You get me? But, oh, this guy, now he's a waste man, you know, is it? Oh, what? Because he didn't do this. Dickhead. Sorry for the language. Oh, no Apologies. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, yeah, I just try and be happy, innit? Because the way I see it, how can you help someone if you don't help yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to look after yourself first before you can help anybody. Yeah, you know, so I have to be in my mindset, in my zone, so that I can motivate other people, mm. so I can help people. You know, because even the doctors, I'm, I'm even motivating them because they don't know nothing. Well, sorry, they do, but qualified. Okay, they're qualified, but do they have the experience? Mm. This is the question. Yeah, I, mm, the book, 
it's deep you know like mm. like it's deep because this story that i've told many people like over 500 times and and people understand some people don't understand i don't need no validation from nobody because mm. i know what i've been through in it mm. at the same time it's just that if you are a genuinely heart like heartfelt person yeah who cares yeah then you have respect that's it like like i forgot your name etienne etienne sorry like you said you don't tolerate disrespect i don't tolerate no disrespect but you have to act accordingly if someone disrespects you you don't oh you disrespected me what is it no 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 no. you let them think about what they've done this is the way i do it Mm. get me this is this is what i do quotes as well because a lot of people aren't religious you know they don't believe in god so um because i do sports as well um there's there's many ways i keep fit naturally so although i'm slim i was much bigger than this don't piss me off (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) at the same time at the same yeah at the the same time it's deep because because people underestimate me purely because of my appearance like they think I'm dumb because of how I look. Are you mad? Like, man will just educate you and then go home. Like, <laughs> like, like it's nothing, did it? But at the same time, like, man's man's gifted, but only to only, only to people who want to listen in it. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What are the what are the first like signs that you realized that something was wrong or not quite right? Like, did you? Are we talking mentally? Yeah. Depends. As in, because everybody's different, isn't it? So. Okay. <coughs> to be honest, um, it was it was when it was when my dad left, innit? You get me? But that was when I was like four or five. So I, obviously I can't remember that back then. I just remember him going. So automatically my bond with my mum is strong. It has to be stronger. And so so when my mum felt ill, that's when something tweaked in my head. Although I, I was young, so I was like, right, okay, what happened here? And then she had another stroke because she had multiple strokes. She was paralyzed on her right side and she was nil from the mouth for over a year before she passed. So, and I was caring for her. She was in a wheelchair, all of that. So from what I had to endure, right, um, it took a toll on me mentally, but I couldn't tell no one. I couldn't show no one. That's when I wasn't talking to no one. That's when I was rebellious. I, like, like that's when I, I wasn't listening to family at that time. Are you dumb? Why should I be listening to you, bruv? What happened to my mum? Answer my question. That's the, that's the thoughts that was going in my mind mm. at that age, you know? So, and my dad wasn't there to talk to man, get me, like, like certain c- cousins wasn't really, get me, family was, friends were there, get me? So, I hold them close, innit? And God, and God willing, when I make it, everyone will be blessed, innit? Because people don't know how I had to suffer mm. to become the man I am today. Like, big man thing, you really don't know. So, when I get the judgment, it's nothing to me. I don't mind it. Mm. It's okay. Because... <laughs> just just for the record i was um i don't know oh anyway um <laughs> okay so I, when i was young i was um i was i was sexually abused as well in it and um that was um through through a family member but in ghana in it and and i'm only telling you this so you understand the mental side of things on on how things affect me as a person and how you'll never know if i don't tell you mm-hmm. you get me like you'll never ever know nothing if i don't speak mm. you know this is why i speak now to help other people who yeah. cannot speak who can't open up mm. as 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 well as i can i i understand it's hard to tell people oh yeah i would someone has abused me oh someone sexually or someone raped me or all mm. I, I know it's hard trust me believe especially me especially as a man as yeah. well yeah. Yeah. there you go 
There yeah. you go. So I- imagine how much courage mm. it takes for me to say this, mm. and people yeah. are, are going to judge me, but I don't mm. care, mm. to be honest, because that doesn't define me. Mm. You get me? Like, 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 if you really know me, then you'll know what I'm about. You get me? In a positive way, of mm. course. Yeah, so, yeah, man, it's deep, man, it's deep. Can I ask you what you got diagnosed with last year? If you don't mind me asking, you're more than welcome to not say. Uh, no, ah, no problem. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's um, it's it's so the full one, the full thing that they said is paranoid schizophrenia. But I don't believe in the paranoia because mine's not paranoid, isn't it? Mm. I'm just schizophrenia because obviously I told them I've heard voices and all of that, and it's hard to prove it mm. in a in a professional. Mm you know to Uh the doctors when they don't Mm. understand that Mm. because i've been attacked spiritually so they will never Mm. get me though maybe they do but uh, to to the to the point where i'm telling them them stuff they won't get it Mm. so i don't think i'm paranoid but schizophrenia yeah there could be traces of that in it but everyone's paranoid to an extent Mm. you get me and and everyone does get angry everyone has a good and a bad side in it that's the best way i can put it and it's just how you react from it that determines your character really I have a question. So, in your experience, and because we have two clinical psychologists here, so I want to ask you guys. Oh, a question. snap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Because you <laughs> you're in your own skin. Yeah. But as a black man, I know you can't really compare because you've never been white or, or a white woman. Yeah. But do you think that you've been treated a lot differently? Like, the, the, like them even mm. your diagnosis, the way that you were treated, the way that mm. if they gave you medication or mm. if they gave you a prescription, do you think you've been treated as differently in comparison to like your white counterparts or your female counterparts or anyone that's different or people, maybe even children? Like, there must be biases between age as well. Like, do you feel like, like, what your experiences and do you feel like you guys working in the industry that mm. the way that us people are treated is completely different to mm. how another people like social background whether it's class mm. Mm. it's just yeah. a general question okay um I'll, I'll answer this one quickly so basically in terms of the medication this, this is me being honest and i don't really believe in it to be honest because mm. my personal circumstances i've done a lot to cope without the use of medication mm-hmm. so i've learned my coping mechanisms from young right and I know how to, whenever I get angry or whatever, or I'm thinking or I'm hearing something or whatever, I know how to conduct myself <coughs> that only I know can, that, o- that only I know can, yeah. that only I know how to. Yeah. So now that I'm on medication currently, God willing, I'll be off it soon. Um, I don't know, but we'll see. Um, there's a, there's like, there's rules. Yeah, you have to take it. You have to do this. Like, now i am proving to them that okay if i don't take it now there's something wrong okay yeah now he's gonna have to go to another meeting now okay now he's gonna do this but then again my argument is i've done let's say more than 10 years without the use of medication why only now you're telling me to take what what because you don't believe my story mm-hmm. do you understand because i've been a victim of racism a white man almost tried to kill me get me he didn't know what i went through do you understand so what I have, what, and then I should just take medication just to shut it down. Am I an idiot? What's like, the medication meant to do? It's supposed to suppress how you feel. Suppress. Yeah. <coughs> so. But doesn't that just suppress normal, yeah. like. There's different types of medication. I did many different types. So my one that I'm taking is, is psychiatric ones. So it's for me to not get angry, like to mm. subdue me. You get me? And I take it at night. At the same time, <laughs> 
I'm not gonna lie, I get angry. Who doesn't, mm. right? Mm. But as I keep saying, I know how to conduct myself. So when I get mad, I, is- <laughs> I isolate myself because I'm not trying to harm nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you understand? I'm not yeah, trying to harm nobody. But people have tried to harm me, you know, and I have to act accordingly. But that one is a different story. So um, the medication, it does help. I'm not gonna lie to you, it mm. does help. But there's there's so many other ways because I play football as well, mm. right? That is key to mm-hmm. me personally. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like 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 it releases <laughs> mentally and physically. Like it keeps you fit, mm-hmm. keeps you happy, breaks down social barriers. There's a lot of things that 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 sports does, not just sports, dancing as well. Mm. Like like do something that's very therapeutic. Yoga, you know, do something that like like meditate. Do something that makes you stay away from the negativity. But everyone's different, so. You get me their coping mechanisms are always going to be different and, and do you guys think the meditation like do you think it helps um i've seen people take it yeah. and many have said it does help mm-hmm. so i don't think i could sit here and say it doesn't mm. i think there's a place for it yeah when it comes to meditation but i guess it's worth saying the medication isn't a cure yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be there to help you manage, manage for those who choose time. to take it in yeah. the short term mm-hmm. But having said that, there are loads of other things that can also help you manage. Mm. And that's one of the many things that can help you manage, mm. along with playing sports, listening to music, isolating yourself, having your friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, religion. Mm. But yeah. there are many things that can help you manage, yeah. and medication is one of them. It's never supposed to be this long-term cure to but it ends up mental health. And I think often it is. Become quite dependent Exactly. To it, yeah. I think because you'd never go to a doctor and they'll never say, well, yeah, go to church and pray. Absolutely. Yeah. But that, it'll be what you know. You know yeah. that I can yeah. go to church and talk to my pastor and, I don't mm. know, do whatever. And that works for me. Yeah. A doctor will never tell you to do that. A psychologist will never tell you yeah. to do yeah. that because they have their ways of working with mental health that, is kind of known to them and mm. it sits within the kind of scientific realm and sometimes mm. it just lacks that exactly. cultural knowledge as well yeah you know so it's Completely. not as culturally literate and appropriate yeah. to attend to different yeah. backgrounds well, and just designed in the western popular. world isn't it absolutely mm. yeah i think even the way that us as black people communicate it's when i'm different. in meetings when i'm the only black person i'm so aware that i communicate with my hands mm. just in yeah. Yeah. Right? Expressing mm. and, and what that means then if i'm shouting mm. and yeah, i'm pushing because yeah. i'm responding to maybe seeing something then that means they're thinking that I'm gonna harm someone yeah. and myself. But meanwhile, in my culture, people shout with yeah. it. Yeah. They shout with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> they shout with understanding of black non-Western behavior. Mm. Yeah. And whereby most of the, the psychiatrists, um, not so much the nurses, the nurses is really diverse actually. Yeah. Yeah. Psychologists are from white backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I think that's the mismatch. Um, but I definitely see mm. I'm working in early intervention for first episode mm. psychosis mm. and just even hearing some people say that old oh, churches and mm. should people go to church and it's all about demons and witches and I'm a Christian as well and I step up and I'm like okay I probably go to a church like that mm-hmm. but actually it's not always about demons and witches yeah. and <laughs> down. there's fellowship there's sharing food mm-hmm. there's hearing and a word that encourages you mm-hmm. there's praise and worship and music has the power to unlock mm. your you. brain and to release certain emotions. Yeah. So there's more than demons and witches. And sometimes when they have that stereotype, it carries through to then, as Heaven was saying, how they encourage mm. or not encourage you to follow your religion or spiritual side, yeah. mm. unfortunately. Yeah. So I think it's more a misunderstanding. Mm. 
Because I think we, in the, in the Western society, we kind of follow a medical mo- model, don't we? So, like, yeah. if you've got something wrong, here's some medication, mm. go away now. Yeah. They don't really care about what's yeah. actually under yeah. the surface and why you're like that. And I f- I was really interested in psychology. I wanted mm. to be a psychologist. And, um, There's still time. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's over for me. Oh, it's <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> but um, what I realised was most of psychology is just theories. And there's not actual concrete, there's evidence to yeah. prove the theory, but it's not like one size fits all. Yeah. And no, as yeah. doctors or whatever, whoever does it, psychiatrists, psychologists, they don't have the personal time to sit down and say, hey, what's your story? Tell me about you. Mm-hmm. Even though they do ask you, I believe they do ask mm-hmm. you, but they don't actually have the physical time to now look at what you've got and then prescribe something especially for you. They're just going to say, okay, you've got this, I you've got that. Here you go, take yeah. it and go. And I was trying to say mainly with psychologists, our sessions are longer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. psychology is different to psychiatry. We don't prescribe medication. Yeah. Oh, and we're more good. about, rather than what's wrong with you, we're more focused on Dispensary. what happened to you, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the key. And sometimes when I'm doing an assessment with a service user, I'm doing it over three sessions, mm-hmm. which is three hours, because you can't just sit with someone and say, what happened? Tell me now. Yeah. The <laughs> psychiatry, medical, mm-hmm. doctor yeah. route. And you can't sit with them in that short time and understand fully. Mm. What's which wrong? It's a long time that's to even have true. someone be comfortable yeah, to share. Yeah. Exactly. And, and some people don't even know what's wrong with them, yeah. if you get what I mean. Like, they're like, I'm fine. Yeah. Do it. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wish, like, more... You know, like you said, psychologists. I have a psychologist. Because I have borderline personality disorder. So mm. I'm sure you guys know what that is. Mm. Um, And obviously, I went through the range of oh, it's depression, it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. That all comes under it, as you guys mm-hmm. know, that all comes under it. But starting with the psychologist and going from, as you said, they don't, it's not what's wrong with you, it's how did we get here, basically? Yeah. What? Where did it start from? Mm. Do you understand? What happened from birth up until now, the mm-hmm. ins and outs is, I feel like even people that don't have what I have, mm. they need more of that. It's mm-hmm. more of no, what's n- it's not of like we don't need a what's wrong with you, we need a all right, cool, how did we get here? Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, then that's how you figure out what's wrong with yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you understand? Yeah. And just the space for you to just talk, yeah, and not feel yeah. like you're being judged. Yeah, basically. and I think black people have a lot of judgment all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if really? if I know a lot of people who have like m- somebody that I know has got um anxiety and mm-hmm. she's got quite a few things, and it's like when she I didn't realize how bad it was until I realized, like I was on the phone to her and she was just simple things that I take for granted every day, going to the opticians, going to the shop. They're big things because it's like you feel judgment, you feel this, you feel so much stuff and you can't even tell your family that because they don't even believe in all that. They're gonna be like, oh, you're fine, just get out of the house and go. Like you're just being lazy or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or they just think you're moving mad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah, Listen. Exactly. It's true, exactly. but I think I, I think that um the like the first generation of like black people mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right way to describe them, but <laughs> the first generation, they're more like I think they're more mentally hardy in the sense that not to say that they didn't experience mental health, but they didn't have the space to no. explore it does that make sense yeah, yeah. so it's like even if i'm mad oh well yeah. i'm going to work i'm a nurse i'm this i'm that yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think because they went through that 
they expect us to be like that as well like what's wrong with you and it makes you look bad it makes they feel like if you got a mental health problem it makes them also look bad because what did they do Mm. to make you like that does that make sense there's a stigma attached to mental health Mm. as well depending on where you're where you come from so Mm. africa we know there's a particular everywhere black yeah Yeah. Yeah. brazil jamaica all of that yeah if you're from that community you know that there is a stigma attached to it and with our parents coming over they've come to a foreign land yeah. mm. and they think it's the white thing literally subdue their yep. culture yep. subdue yeah. like certain attributes yeah. mm-hmm. you know mm. so they have to be something else something that's yeah. more palatable mm. um, and they've had to build a level of resilience so the minute that you say that you're depressed they're like what does that even yeah. mean like yeah. let's it's just true. take it to a spiritual house let's just pray mm. because that's all they know mm. exactly you but know? prayer so doesn't help everyone like they're just doing what they think works it's true build a mechanism to just to cope mm. and to survive yeah. Yeah. but we're trying to thrive so we don't want to use tools just, just to survive mm. yeah, yeah. 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 You know. but it worked for them you know when they yeah. came yeah. over exactly. here they had to survive and it's, yeah. and it's still working for them to this very exactly. day because they feel like that's the space that they need yeah. to be in yeah. a space of survival yeah, yeah. and but that's it we want to be more than just to thrive to survive yeah. exactly absolutely we can say it worked for them but who's to know what doors would have opened if they're in a space where they were open enough mm. to yeah. to, the, to mm. say that this is what I'm going through and to speak to psychologists and mm. all of that. Mm. And I think another thing with yeah. our, our generation versus their generation is the moment that we come out with a diagnosis or we've got a name to the problem, mm. yeah. Yeah. Then, then there's definitely something wrong. Because a lot of them probably had like like were mothers so a lot of them probably had like postnatal depression yeah. or yeah. a lot of but that but they never the ever had a name Absolutely. to it yeah. they'll that, say it was a spirit they'll say it was nothing or they'll just have to get on with it they'll just have to get on with it they'll have a spiritual attack yeah. 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 and it's yeah. a yeah. completely different understanding mm. to it and I think which is interesting because I think then the response is different because if you're talking about spiritual attack, people will come to you and they'll pray with you, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly you have a community of people around you who are there supporting you, being like, don't worry, I'll look after that child. You go to the yeah. church and pray, for example. Which is just as important. Which is yeah. just as yeah. important yeah. because whilst they had a different name for it, there was still a support response that yeah. kind of matched yeah. their understanding. Absolutely. And I just think, so I'm every tree and I always talk about when my parents came over and about the community mm. that was around them when they came over. Yeah. That isn't around young Eritreans coming over to the UK exactly. now. So I think then they're, I, they're a lot more isolated and yes. they're a lot more alone. Mm-hmm. So I also think when our parents came over, they were in survival mode, there were ways that supported them yeah. and other yeah. things in place that helped them to survive, yeah. that helped them get past, yeah. which now we have a different we name to. We yeah. We're a lot more, I think, in the Western world, it's not a lot more about you know going to work, doing your own thing, you're on social yeah. media, and I think that mm. comes with other challenges yeah. that we don't always have answers to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I completely yeah, agree about the, the parents because I remember when my mum came here 40 years ago, mm-hmm. there were signs on doors that said no blacks, mm-hmm. no yeah. Irish, and yeah. no dogs. dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's no time to be sitting at home crying. Yeah. Yeah. You have to survive. But it's understanding that we're no longer in that threat mode, God willing, mm-hmm. now. It's less so. There's more equality. There's acts out there to protect us. But now it's about showing that vulnerability yeah. mm-hmm. because we all have vulnerability. And unfortunately, if we didn't see our mum or our parents crying how do we Cry. know how to show that emotion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and to normalize that yeah. mm-hmm. because it comes from within the home yeah. mm-hmm. it's always seen as anger in response to things then we pick up anger more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than crying i don't think i've probably seen my mum cry once yeah. because her being a yeah. single mum yeah. it's like she has to keep going i think yeah. yeah just that statement of it's okay not to be okay is really strong as well mm. 
And I think also sometimes when you're like, for example, if you have like abuse in black families, mm. it, I don't think they really know how to deal with it correctly. Yeah, so they just kind of like, don't talk to him again. Don't wear that. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of like, actually aftercare. I think we don't have aftercare in the black mm. community. We have a lot of things that happen a lot like, you know, like if you have a son that's in knife crime, for example, mm. and he gets stabbed, he gets stabbed and then you carry on with your life. Mm. You tell him, don't play with those boys. Like, mm. but there's no aftercare. Like, what about how you feel? What no, about your, yeah. yeah. What, a, especially your and, I f- and I feel like and a lot of people, one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't, it's like they don't want to let people into their, f- their family home because mm. they feel like in order to go outside of the family home means something's wrong. And then you're going to be judged. You're going to look like a bad parent, mm-hmm. or you're going to look like there's something wrong with you, or mm-hmm. your the way you parent, or whatever. When I think that we should change how we look at it and think about it. Like, if you have, if if you have something like a, a I don't know, a plant in your house, mm-hmm. and you put it in the kitchen and there's no light there, wouldn't you move it to the like somewhere with light because you want it to grow, right? Mm-hmm. So with your with your family with your children or whatever, you want to give them the best start. So you would, you should seek help if you feel like there's something wrong. Mm. Do, do you get what I mean? But I think in, in like reference to what you're saying, mm. a lot of people, instead of them putting the plant to the sunlight, they'll just give it water because that's yeah. what they What think, they know. What they think yeah. it's yeah. gonna save. Just it. drown the plant. So they, yeah, <laughs> exactly, they drown the plant. No, absolutely. Because they, right. like, in a personal context they'll just be giving them something that doesn't work for them mm. and yeah. they think it can make it, it what makes the situation yeah. work yeah. absolutely yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i think we should implement this in yeah. our own children's lives don't you think mm-hmm. no seriously because because we're mums mm. like it's great to talk about this it's lovely yeah. but Actually, at home we still have children that we could be doing exactly the yeah. same thing exactly. to yeah. so because that's what we know well i don't know i don't yeah. know mm-hmm. but, but if you know yeah, but I think, do you know what? I think that's so easy to say. Mm. But, like, for me, for example, I'm very not emotional. Mm. Like, my mum is not emotional. She's just, you could scream at her, you could cry to her, mm. and she'll be like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Mm. That's my mum. Like, mm. th- that's how she is. Mm. So, because of that, I think, I'm not all the way like that. I, th- I think I've got emotions. But I think I try to be more, I-, I can feel someone else's emotions. If you tell me a sad story, I'll be like, oh my God, that's mm. so but if it's my own thing, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what happened and that's it. And people are like, why are you like that? Like, why don't you have, like, it's like you, I, I don't think I don't have feelings, but I don't know how to, yeah. If you can show it to someone else or respond to someone else, you definitely have those emotions. I think you But I find it hard to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to say, back to what you said, like, this is just advice from for myself, but like we all gonna have ups and downs but i don't want to be crying i don't want my child to mm. see me through my bad times mm. uh, would, mm. is that something that you want to express no you should though because it's not always roses yeah. let like, them have that capacity for language absolutely. of crying yeah because i remember what, there was a time so i've got two kids and one of them is in year four and one of them is seven one next year mm. so in like january times when my daughter was like two months and my son was like nearly three I was stressed. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. crying. To the point where this boy told me, Mummy, why are you crying? You're not a baby. Stop <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was crying. I was so stressed that this boy is coming to a moment. Um, and I don't 
totally caught fit at each other's music. But I realised actually that was a good time to kind of talk to him a bit about crying mm-hmm. and what it means to be sad. And I'm just feeling overwhelmed right now. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm showing it. So it's more about the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we can start from at least the language, because yeah. if you're to see your mum crying every day, that would be really scary. Yeah. Actually, yeah. as a young child, but it's having the language. And if your child is crying, just say, oh, I felt sad mm-hmm. like that before. I yeah. felt overwhelmed. What is it really? Or bring in colours. Yeah, Yeah, but you know children are so rude though. You'll tell your son that you feel sad and then another day you'll be crying in the corner. He'll be like, oh, mum is just sad again. That's your son. Yeah, isn't it? That's definitely your son, you know. Honestly, that is your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my son is lovely. Like when I'm sad, he'll be like, Mummy, is daddy being annoying again? Oh. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> daddy yeah, literally, oh, it could be about anything. I could yeah. be sad because something's like, I broke my something or whatever. Yeah. They'd be like, is it daddy, mummy? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, it's your dad. Don't worry, I love you. Like, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, lovely. Even just removing the statement that big boys don't cry. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. do you know what? You're a strong girl, you're a strong girl. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Do you know what? I think I caught myself doing that once. One day, like, my son was crying, and I was thinking, why are you crying like you're a little boy? And I went to go and say it, and I was mm. like, what's the matter, Kelly? And he was like, yeah. I feel very sad today. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, don't Aww. worry. Like, I, I know what you mean, but I think, mm. I think I'm like that because I don't have that many boys in my family. So I think in my family being a boy is a big thing you need to be like a a man man do do you know what i mean whereas what does that mean i know like it's true yeah i don't know but do you know what i mean but now i'm really i'm quite not fluid is a bit extreme but i'm quite okay with like i don't care my son's favorite color at the moment is pink Mm -hmm. and i think some people will be like oh my god don't put it down put it down but it's just the color a few weeks ago his favorite color was green it's gonna change and even if it doesn't it's just a color mm. like it doesn't equate to anything but i think in our society it's like oh pink gay yeah. like do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like i wear pink you know i wear i would summarize them as pink shorts yeah but you're from jamaica though isn't it you're from jamaica though isn't it yeah that's why <laughs> <laughs> No, but come on. If you, if 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 somebody, my dad is so. My dad will be like pink. My dad's from Ghana. He'll be like pink. You're wearing. He doesn't even have an accent. He'll find one to tell you. (laughs) To tell you. Yeah, they wear any color. Really? Oh, is that why when people say people are dressing fresh, it's like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Mummy, you can't wear trainers. I remember one day he actually said to me, you can't wear trainers, it's for boys. And I was like, but I've got trainers and I had them before you. And he said, oh, are they for girls? And I was like, no, trainers for everybody. And he's like, oh, so what's for boys then? Cars. And I was like, whose car do you get in? And he's like, yours and daddy's sometimes. And then then he's like confused, like, who's, who's, what is this? Like, but I think you don't have to do that, do you? Like, you don't have to be like, this is for, I think because I have had girls first, 
girls don't have those limitations if you get what i mean yeah you can play with whatever you like you could be a tomboy tomboys are less like tomboy girls are less like attacked attacked should i say than good like feminine boys yeah yeah my son used to carry like a black baby around doll with him all the time mm. see and i think when i had my son i was really conscious because i have like a lot of different a lot of my friends have boy children and i have girls so they're like oh you know when you have a boy you can't do this you can't do that you have to do this and you have to do that and then i was like yeah but how's that gonna work because i have girls in my house yeah. so i'm not gonna be separating yeah. kill or go play over there on your yeah. own like that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. so i remember because my my partner who i have a son with that's his only son that's his only child and i remember one day he he was playing with a doll and my partner came in and looked at it like the hell was going on <laughs> like, like he's from jamaica he was looking at it he didn't say anything but he was thinking what the hell are you doing with my son like this is my only son what are you doing with him <laughs> and i was like Callie, what are you doing he's like oh i'm just playing dolls with mira and i was like this is cute this is okay it's not like i think it's very different you know there's some parents who try to lead their children like they'll they wanted a girl and they have a boy so now they're gonna buy girl stuff for the boy that's a different story but this is he's playing with what's around the house that's what you would do as a normal person even like adverts and television yeah socialized with what to do things and then like girly stuff race race cars and it's all just boys and then suddenly like little toy houses and it's a bunch of girls girls yeah it's subliminal messages that are constantly given out it's true if you're a boy and you can only wear this if you're a girl it's true when i was like eight i rejected that I cut off all the hair of my Barbie dolls and I threw them in the bin. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, because I feel like, but I think because of the toys that we socialise with, that's why we're so different. I think that like women are more likely to talk through their problems. Yeah. And that's what you do with Barbie dolls. Hi, girl. How are you? Da, da, da. Like, do you know what I mean? With boys, what are you going to talk with cars? <laughs> no, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Kids, they yeah. actually do but talk they, yeah. to their cars. But it's they not the they same. Have such yeah. a large like, imagination. Mm. But we squander that. We say, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Stop doing this. Yeah. Stop doing that. And yeah. this is how you should play with it. It's so true. So allowing them to explore to that mm. full capacity to fully understand who they can be and who they are in that moment. Mm. It's true. You know? And do you think us in us doing that? Not saying that you should do that. Do you think that from a young age we're kind of putting little um, don't know like we're affecting our, our our own mental health, children, people, because we're we're, we're stopping them from being who they who they're supposed to be. Yeah. Do you think these things have an a help um, a, an implication on people? I think the thing is, it will make it just seem like parents are to blame for no, everything. Uh, yeah, and, that's and I'm so as a parent, especially, yeah, I'm yeah. hesitant about that because I believe in nature nurture. Yeah, yeah. Like what's happening with the environment, yeah. genetics, mm. parenting, but everything contributes yeah. to it. If I put it in that way, so it won't be hundred percent. But I think there's things that we could do as parents differently yeah. so even with like grief and how we grieve and um, I'm touching on that because of what you shared about losing your parents mm-hmm. and how some people feel like okay you grieve for one day mm-hmm. and then you're over yeah. and it's like grief takes time so yeah. I don't even know how long it takes but giving people time if someone wants to talk about it let's talk about yeah. it yeah. even if it's 10 years later yeah, yeah but I think them, black people get that, bored yeah. of it innit they're like ah they died two years ago be <laughs> quiet <laughs> <laughs> like like it's true as well mm. so it's more about us opening conversations i think yes i, I agree with that one um because it's it's, it's it's good to talk mm. you know that's um that's a very good power tool to have um when people are ready to 
yeah and um because you don't force it on nobody mm-hmm. and um just to let you know as well on the 6th of february is time to talk day which is um mm-hmm. a day for mental health mm-hmm. so can you um, come back pardon can you come back for that no yeah, no problem if you want me to <laughs> let me know you know um but yeah um so that day specifically is obviously to get people more aware about mental health and uh, breaking that stigma mm-hmm. and that discrimination and um we can hold activities events which i plan to do um in the near future as well so mm-hmm. yeah look out for it amazing i have a question uh, to all of you touching on what you just said do mm. you think talking helps as in you you do think it helps but I don't know if it does because for it helps some people, but I don't think it helps everybody because yeah, if right. I sat down with you and spoke about all of my problems, I wouldn't feel like I'm any better. I just told yeah. you, so now we're in it together. Like, <laughs> 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 does that make sense? If I die, you die. <laughs> <laughs> I think it kind of helps for some, but I agree. I don't think it it's helpful for everyone because yeah. I think yeah. you have to be in the space where you want you to talk to. and you're yeah. willing yeah. to yeah. Exactly. and you're there because... I work in a setting where for some people they've been forced to talk about things that have happened yeah. to them and mm. to get them right back. And it's just yeah. again yeah. like it's, yeah, they've been forced to talk about these really horrible things that have happened to them. They're like, actually I had dealt with it, I was managing. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm not. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So back up. You know, like, you I think be led I'm really led by what my clients want to talk about. Mm. Even if as a psychologist think, okay, we maybe need to work through this trauma. My client is saying no. Yeah. I've dealt with it. It's okay. I'm not going to force them because I don't think that's helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, but one thing that maybe therapy might be helpful is that I don't, I won't match the emotional response that you're feeling in that moment. So if you come and you want to talk about something that made you really angry or, or upset, you're not going to be upset. Yeah. Or angry. And sometimes talking to someone who's really calm can help you feel calm or help yeah. think about what is the main thing about what is upsetting me about mm-hmm. that. What can I do? I completely agree that it has to be the timing mm. has to be perfect or it'll really put you off yeah. <laughs> completely because yeah. I think everyone talks to me like I'm the talk people talk to me and I, I think it's great for them but I can't res- I, as in I can't my friends think I'm very like closed off because they don't talk about my problems but when I do talk about my problems they just don't think it's serious because of how I talk about them mm-hmm. does it make sense I'm not like oh my god Marilyn do you know what happened to me I'll be like oh Marilyn do you know what happened yeah I've got no house I've got no home I've got no car everything's finished like and then I'll be like anyway how was your day like <laughs> do you know what I mean so I think I don't know talking I don't think talking works for me I think even the idea that you have to go see someone to sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. for an hour yeah. is a very western concept yes. mm. and i think and i think some that yeah and i think that's something we have to recognize the idea of talking about your problems as useful as that can be sometimes and as important as that is mm. i think we have to recognize that that originated somewhere yeah. Yeah. and it's useful for some people at some time and may not be at another point in your life yeah. and yeah. it's about matching what works for you in mm. that moment so you know some people spoke about wanting to be by themselves you're not talking when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah. yourself, which is fine. Yeah. But that works for you. And at another point, you may want to talk yeah. Yeah. in a way that's humorous, but that works for you yeah. because humour is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. can be it works for me. Lifting yourself. And if you want to talk about your problems in a humorous way, then... I am the funny one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. Everyone loves. Like everyone loves. <laughs> I, I'm amazing. Yeah. Here we go. I, I want to know your, your method because you, 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 you express like dancing and everything. I want to know how you, you help people 
So what, what I will do is just to give you some context, yeah. context is to talk a bit about my story yeah. and what led me to really sort of advocate for dance. Um, so I come from an African home. Love Africa. Come on. <laughs> um, from Ghana specifically. Growing up, I was half Jamaican. Um, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the story. Yeah, yeah, but we all were. I think everyone. Everyone was like, "What?" Um, eight seven. Okay, so yeah. we all. Oh, hey. So yeah. I was like the free guys. Yeah. yeah. So I was. I was half. Yeah. I was <laughs> half. <laughs> See. Everyone was like, "Hmm." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaning in. I was half Jamaican because I realised from a very young age there was a hierarchy within the yeah. black community. Yeah. 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 Um, Africans were at the bottom. Mm. Caribbeans Bubble were at the top. Tindy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had various, various different names mm -hmm. um, that humiliated me, mm. you know, and as a result, I just didn't want any sort of affinity with being African. Mm. And then also leaving the home, the portrayal of Africa wasn't positive. Mm. So you just mm. connected with everyone who was Jamaican? So, yeah. You know, uh -huh. because everyone wanted to drink from the bosom of Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. So I have two African friends that deliberately lied about being Jamaican. They were fully African. But they were Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, and, th and that's yeah. it. Yeah, they weren't Jamaican, they were but African, but they were but they that And that's it. That was, that was, that's a lot Rice of African stories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know? yeah, but you know it's bad Even when they have an accent. You know, when they crash <laughs> and they're like, I am from, I am from Jamaica. Jamaican accent's good. You think so? No, I'm joking. So I found myself just going through like an identity crisis from, from a very young age. Mm. Um, and I think I said it before uh, to, to my sister that I started to resent my parents because when I left the house, there was nothing positive about being Ghanaian. But when I went home, they were celebrating being Ghanaian. But you, media is the most powerful entity, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to just controlling the way that you think. So I started to resent my parents. So um, the relationship that I had in the home, especially with my mum, was very volatile. Mm. I had a really strong connection with my dad. Unfortunately, my dad um, left due to my parents divorcing, and that triggered my depression. So from the age of maybe 13, 14, mm. I was in just a real space of despondency. Um, couldn't really speak to my mum about it. Uh, tried to, but she would literally just sideline it and just say, you're fine. What do you mean you're stressed? What do you mean you're depressed? What does that mean? Um, so I tried to take my life. Mm. I tried to commit suicide on two occasions. Um, didn't work. Because I'm here to tell mm. the story. Amen. So the yeah, amen. <laughs> um, God is good. <laughs> but um, I, I um, had to go into an institution as a result. Um, and I actually had a psychologist. I was assigned a psychologist. And what I realized was, as soon as I stepped into the space, into that room, it was a white man, very, very clinical <laughs> in his approach. Um, I felt like he just hit me with biases. He didn't mm. see me. He just had an idea of who I was mm. and that was imposed on me. So I just decided that I wasn't going to talk because the minute I said something, he almost invalidated my experiences. Mm. So what did he impose on you? Just, um, I can't even remember it in, in, mm. in full, mm. but just what I was saying, he was like, are you sure that's okay. what you, you know, just almost questioned. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. So as a result, I was like, am I actually going through what I'm going through? Is mm. it, is it real? I started to question it myself. Mm. Um, so after about three sessions, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't continue to do this, but I'm gonna have to try and find something that works for me. I've always been like the girl that dances. 
Yeah, from when I was really young, I had a, a rhythmic inclination. Used to play music, used to jump around, as they call it. I say it was dancing professionally. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I thought to myself, I'm just going to try and start dancing again and I'll, I'll see what happens. So I started going to dance classes again. And I found myself not using dance as an escapism, but using dance to really understand me and what I was going through. So I say that I was dancing with my depression. Mm. It was almost like a tango. And in that moment, I realized the importance and the power of dance. Mm. Um, and ever since then, I've literally just been following through with, with dance and, and the sort of holistic and healing properties attached to it. So, yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. And it's interesting to think, isn't it? Because language is just one way to communicate mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And sometimes there's so much overemphasis on language to talk about your problems. Mm. But listening to you makes me think, actually, Maybe dancing is a way of communicating something. Dancing is a language, yeah. though, isn't it? it yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's language. just giving people the, the space just to just to be, yeah. whether yeah. that is through dance, whether that is through speaking, whether that is through music or drawing. Or drawing. We yeah. just have to give them that space to express themselves yeah. because sometimes they don't understand what they're going through. Mm. And being creative allows them to make sense of that. So you can actually start talking about it and then start working towards healing. But because we're told, don't dance, don't do music, there's no promise in it, there's yeah. nothing in it, there's no yeah. value in it, mm. you know, we start to distance ourselves from it and we start to almost adopt other, mm. other ways and coping mechanisms that we believe will help us, but actually won't. You know, so I think we actually need to start um, just pushing a diverse, you know, form mm. of, of therapy mm. and what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think the reason why I really like dancing, I probably used to be spiritual dancer yeah. so dancing as inspired by um christian music so mm. being inspired by the spirit is that it's not dependent on language yes so if we're thinking about therapy where by we might be seeing someone who whose language is whose english isn't their first language yes, yeah it breaks down those barriers um, yes, i think absolutely. that's really key mm. or if you're seeing maybe someone who is very middle class pronounces all of their words perfectly <laughs> yeah but sometimes I, I love this language. <laughs> just that difference between language, I think dancing and the creative therapy really embodies and breaks down those barriers, which is really key. And the body remembers. Yeah. We don't yeah, realise yeah. it's mm -hmm. living history. Mm. So it holds on to everything, mm. you know. So even down to the fact that they say that we use 95% of our subconscious, mm. you know, which affects everything. Mm. So the way that you move, the way that you walk, you know, the body actually remembers mm. and holds onto that information and that informs the way that you, you actually move in your everyday life and mm. how you actually dance as well. So it's getting people to reconnect with themselves through movement because we're so disconnected from self. And that's because in the Western world, everything is so compartmentalized. You have the mind over here, the spirit over here and the body way over there. Mm -hmm. But with African movement, so I do uh, African forms and African mm. diasporic movement. Um, and that's really allowed me to connect with my heritage. But with African forms, it's all about holism. Mm. So it's not dichotomous in the way that it thinks. It's not, you know, binary. It's mm. not this and it's not that. It's everything, mm. you know. So we're looking at spirituality. We're looking at family kinship. Mm. We're looking at culture. We're looking at everything. And that's mm. being embodied in the way that you actually mm. move. But I feel like with a lot of the frameworks that we have today, like I was saying mm. to you earlier on, they're so rooted in Eurocentricism that there's no allowances mm. for spirituality. Mm -hmm. right. You know, yeah. they even say there's about eight senses mm. back home. We have eight senses, yeah. perception, mm. intuition, mm. imagination. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Mad. 
you know, and then the five senses, and then the five, and then the five senses. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that's beyond. That's why we think we're riches, isn't it? So then, so when we actually start, when we start talking about our spiritual connection or things that are happening to us spiritually, because it doesn't, because the frameworks don't understand that, they will tell you this is what this is what it is. This is what you are. Into one of the because there are no allowance there are no allowances for other things you know so we just have to be more culturally aware and have more of a a cultural knowledge regarding you know just everyone so that we can really house and attend to their needs and be holistic absolutely but i think sometimes there is a fear of doing that from the mental health professional side i'm not saying everyone because it can't be measured and you don't know how to mass produce it if that makes sense and then sometimes we're not taught how to do that explicitly in our training as well so it's like either you have a keen interest in it and you follow up on it um or you just don't go there because maybe you don't want to offend anyone but i think there's a lot of literature coming out yeah Mm -hmm. and in terms of there being like a biopsychosocial understanding of mental health there's a biopsychosocial spiritual absolutely understanding because there are spiritual awakenings that people have mm-hmm. which is really interesting and it contributes to who they are absolutely mm-hmm. you know but, but that's not so it might be spiritual experiences of god talking to them and that being a comfort to them so i've had that mm-hmm. as well so when i was pregnant with my son um, and i think two days after finding out that i was having a boy i went to church it was a prophetic meeting and i was told that i was going to have boy girl girl is that what happened yeah i've got a girl now i've got a daughter now oh. so, so you've got one more left hey. and so when i went for the scan for my daughter i was so confident my husband didn't even come because he knew what he was. that's how confident he was but how do you fit that in a model that doesn't say that i'm having a psychotic experience where i've had a meet i've heard a voice telling me this and i think it's just everyone acknowledging that you have these experiences yeah. and i think it challenges people when i say that because they think oh but you're a psychologist you're scientific and you don't think in those realms no i'm also human being <laughs> yeah. and i'm a christian and okay. my faith is important to me i just think everyone should be i don't know i shouldn't say everyone should be spiritual but like just this whole world is a miracle bro. Like mm, how yeah. can you not be spiritual yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. people say the big bang yeah but the, okay everyone yeah but even if it bangs how did it bang just look around you and yeah. see how amazing the world is yeah. there it's mad, isn't it? Like, it's beautiful. Like, yeah. It's mad. You know what I'm saying? Really they can't beautiful. even figure out the Bermuda Triangle. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, even uh, like conception, having yeah. a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's amazing. Like, That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, just the fact that babies don't even need eyelashes in the womb. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they're born, or they don't have kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these things, I'm like, God, you just... But just I'm saying, humans, the humans at the top of them list the sizes, not all of them are right. You know what I'm saying? They're still going through trial and error. All the people, the smartest people in the world are still going through trial and error. But it's power that they have. It's the power and the dominance. In that five, ten years, all the things they think they are right about now, those probably wrong. Yeah. We're all going to be on JME's side, thinking the world is flat. I mean, even if you take traditional, how many things did science say this was what it is? And now they're like, actually, we were wrong about that. Science is always developing absolutely but it's funny how in that moment it's considered the reality and the the truth until it's discounted yeah yeah Yeah. i think even herbal medicine if we take back home in ghana even chinese one a lot now that's become like central sports a lot of things and things yeah the herbal side the natural roots and things like that used to treat things but before that was 
viewed as being like indigenous. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not a primitive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think amongst some people from just Africa as well, from if you believe day. in the traditional herbalist, you're thinking, no, that person needs to go get educated. You need to be westernized. You're uneducated, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's understanding that there's so much wealth. Mm. But we don't, we don't actually value that. I think we no. wait for it to be almost Valued. baptized in, yeah. in Western approval yeah. and acceptance mm. before we actually give it the, the credence and the credit. Mm. But it's already been Grunt there. Be like, I've been using this for a long time. <laughs> 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 like shit butter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, now it's in everything. And it comes it's in everything. Legs. There you go. So my auntie's bought me some from Ghana. Yeah, I got some as well. <laughs> I think that's often because of the narratives we've grown up hearing. Yeah. So, like, the example I always use is you know, you see those videos of like starving little kids in Ethiopia yeah. dying and withering see, away, but Ethiopia's never been colonized. Yeah. And that's a story you never hear. <laughs> exactly. So, you think of the strength that's come yeah. with that. But all you see is these dying little kids on television. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think of the narratives that get put out there about Africa, yeah. about indigenous people, about that's villages, and that's the, mm-hmm. those are the stories we grow up hearing. Yeah. So they become our reality. Yeah. So suddenly we don't want to be part of it anymore. Yeah, be a part of it because we need to listen to the truth that's been the given yeah. to yeah. us by you yeah. know exactly. white man. No, it's yeah. true. And that's why I like this. So there's an approach called the Tree of Life. And it's been introduced by a therapist from the southern parts of Africa. Yeah. And her name is Nkizelo Nkube. But the therapy is important because she developed it working with orphan children. Mm-hmm. And she found that the, the support workers who used to support the children were afraid to talk about the trauma because a lot of their parents died from HIV yeah. and so forth. So they didn't want to go there for fear of being re-traumatised or they were struggling with the stories. So she developed this tree of life approach to talk about things from a position of strength. Because mm-hmm. it was acknowledging that unless we're on a riverbank, if we're in the river, we can't, we're not in a safe place. We need to be on a riverbank to talk about difficult things. And that comes from us acknowledging our strengths, our roots, our skills. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what we've been through, those things still remain with us. Mm-hmm. It then talks about our hopes and dreams of the future, yeah. the people that are important to us, that inspire us, and the gifts that we bring to others. And that's an approach I've been talking about a lot recently, and especially with um, the work that I do supporting a residential home for looked after children. Because there's so much stigma around being a looked after child. No one wants you, you're part of the system, part of the service, but actually you've got so many strengths and skills that you can still use for the future. You've got so many hopes that have not been taken away. And I think that's one approach coming from Africa that's influencing the Western world. And hopefully, I'm hoping that she will take that therapy approach further and further because yeah. it is so powerful. Yeah. Mm. I've been using it with, um, I work in a detention centre, really? so with refugees mm. and asylum seekers and foreign offenders. Mm. So we've been using it with a lot of the adult males. And yeah. it's really interesting to hear them say, actually, I've never been able to talk about these sides of myself. Mm. Because often they're given this paper and they're told you're a criminal, exactly. you've broken the mm. law. You're this, you're a drug addict, you're this, you're that, you're this. And they can't so be all they hear have is this yeah. piece of paper that says that this says a narrative about yeah. themselves mm. that's purely negative. Yeah. That's written in the West, you know, by the mm. Home Office. Yeah. And suddenly they sit there and I'm like, actually, I forgot that I'd actually also got this degree and yeah. I'd set up this charity helping these young kids and I've, I'm a dad and a brother. Mm-hmm. And you forget all these other strengths and skills mm. and abilities you have because the world suddenly told you that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what you want. Yes. They've criminalised you yeah. Yeah. and said you're something else mm. other than what you are. And it's not to take away the mistakes. Yes. Mm. It's yeah. to say that actually you're more than what the world says you are. Mm. Mm. Amen.
<laughs> I think that's lovely. And um, we've got like a few minutes left. Mm. Can we just um talk about where we can find you all? Because yes. you lo- have a lot of expertise. But yeah, go on. So um, where can we you find can you? Check me out on my Instagram <laughs> page. It's Doctor Yvette Arthur. So very unoriginal. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, on that page, I, I don't share the work that I do in the NHS because of um, professional boundaries. Yeah, but I do a lot of speaking and speaking about like the strong black woman, tree of life, um, youth and gang violence, just in a way of making psychology really accessible because yeah. I think it is accessible. Yeah. And I think I'm unique as well as having is in that we are black psychologists and we have faith mm-hmm. as well. Um, so yeah. How long did it, just, sorry, I know everyone's talking about the club, but how long did it take for you guys to get into it? Because we need a lot more people like ourselves to represent us in, yeah, in, in exactly. a profession. Yeah. yeah. So degree, masters, and doctorate. And then the years in between working <laughs> yeah. experience. Do you know what? It was a really long journey and it was tedious because I don't think it's set up to support people like ourselves yeah. to get on it. But having said that, I know I had certain privileges that allowed me to work for very little yeah. and live at home with my family. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I kind of recognise those privileges as well. But I think sometimes if you do have the opportunity, it's worth just sticking it out. Yeah. Because I think there is a need for more ethnic minorities yeah. to yeah. get into particular areas that are otherwise dominated by, you know. White men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or white yeah. females. Or just white yeah. females yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So at least 10 years. It's very long, it's long, and you're telling me I got time. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. it's long. The it's long. Exactly. The doctorate is very hard to get into. They they pick like a hundred people out of the whole of England. Don't let these people fool you. <laughs> no. It's hard. It's hard. But it's not impossible. It's, it's not hard. Exactly. It's not impossible, but it's like okay, like we live in a society where people want stuff now. We mm. want it now. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. I would be a psychologist tomorrow if I could do it now. But going through 10 years of education when I have three children is too much. Mm. I can't do that. You're going to have to put in the work as well. It's not your passion. Yeah. If it's your passion, you will do it. Do you think so? Yeah. 100%. I guess I'm passionless. But also there are other routes. Psychology is one way to work. Um, work in this field but there are many different routes that you can become for example a CBT therapist or um, a family therapist or psychological well-being yeah Yeah. but there are loads of different routes you can take where you're still working in a space that supports members of our own community thanks so I've recently just started up my Instagram page after going on a social media fast for a year and two months which I needed um so you can find me on Instagram. It's called Sichafer Wellness. I'm gonna spell it. I'm gonna spell it. It's Thank my you. it's my yeah. Ewe name, my Ghanaian name, um, which means shelter, which mm. means a place of refuge and comfort. Mm. Um, and I basically just want to provide a space for people to come and just heal. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a healer. I'm providing the space for us to learn how to therapize ourselves, you know, because I think it's really important. Um, so Citrofair is spelled S-I-T-S-O-F-E, mm-hmm. wellness, that one there, I know you know. S-I-T, sorry, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll put it all on our <laughs> socials. Yeah. yeah. People can follow on Brilliant. Instagram and Twitter mm. and everything. So. And 
Did you say you didn't? No, I oh, didn't. Hold on. Wait, no. Oh, sorry. Huh? Where, 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 oh. where can we find you? Um, so I'm, uh, I recently started up um, a motivation page on Instagram as well, um, with other services, other services involved, um, through through sports and motivational speaking as well. But um, it's uh, eyes underscore four underscore goal. Uh, that's for not the number but F O R. And is that the eyes that we see with? Your eyes will. I'm just checking. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> eyes for goal. Yeah. Eyes for oh nice. Eyes for goal. Yeah. And it's still in development. Um. Um. There's gonna be events coming soon and, and a few things and it's all to do with mental health and sports and being positive and just being happy mm. and living a happy and healthier life. I have not been very social. I probably need to set up oh. an Instagram page. Oh, no problem. But, um, I will be and I'll let you know when it's up okay. and running. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably more social because you're not on social media. Yes. Right. In real life. There you go. <laughs> Well, we, we really enjoyed having all of you. You were all amazing. amazing. Like, yeah. literally, I feel full, but mentally. Like, <laughs> does that make sense? It's only me with ideas. Mm. It's like, every single time, uh, not just this podcast, but this podcast was very good, but I just feel like I always leave learning something, and, mm. and ideas that I had before, like, especially, like, managing how I am when I'm upset around my child. Like, I would definitely don't want to be around him because mm. I don't want him to see me cry. Yeah. But, like, little things like that. It's always nice to have those kind of nuggets. Yeah. Love it. Really, really good. So, 